Thanks for listening to the 242 Young Adults Podcast with Pastor Justin Corkum. Our prayer is that this message will be an encouragement to your life in Christ. What we're going to kind of talk about tonight is, uh, is vision. And so when I, when I say vision, I'm, I just mean de- a desired outcome. So as we go through the next few months and we're talking about vision, because this is how I want to do it, it's is twofold, right? I want to talk about what God is going to do vision-wise for the young adults community here but also what God is, is looking to do in your life and the vision that you have for your life and what God desires and how God desires to use you. And so I think when, when we think about vision and we say the word vision, we just mean a, a, a desired outcome that simplifies it. So for me, when I was, um, when Judah turned three, we had a birthday party and I remember he got a, a scooter um, for, for his birthday. And so what he was really excited about it. He was smart. Ah, scooter, it's amazing. It's Paw Patrol, and he's like, ah, like flipping out and crazy. And so he's like, Dad, you gotta put it together, you gotta put it together. So I I started putting it together and I just kind of eyeballed it. I saw the picture on the box, and I'm like, it's a scooter. Come on, like how hard could it be, right? Um, so it took me about like 45 minutes though to put it together. If I I skipped the instructions, obviously they were provided, but you know, who needs instructions, right? And so I started thinking about that moment and especially relating that back to vision. Sometimes vision in our lives, think about desired outcome. Vision in our lives, we often will, we have a picture or an idea or or an image of this finished product that we want to become or we want God uh, to help us be or maybe it's with your job or, or your finances or whatever. You can, you can have a vision for things in your life. You can have a desired outcome, a picture of what it should look like, but still be left in a place of oh, what, what is the next step? Like, what do, I, what do I do? And I realized that in that moment, I was basing, you know, I had this vision or this picture of what it was supposed to be, uh, and, and I skipped. You know, I had the directions, and I skipped them. How much do we long for those directions at times in our life? Where, God, if you would just tell me, if you would give me the next step, if you would give me that step-by-step instruction on what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I think it's always easier for us to know what something should look like um, than to know how to make it look that way, right? So, I mean, we carry around these things in our pockets all day. We know what a cell phone should look like, but I'll be honest, I don't have the slightest clue as to how a cell phone is it put, it's put together, the, how it functions. I mean, I know when my phone is not working the way that I want it to, but I don't know why it's not working the way that I want. I'm clueless. And there are things that in our own life where we know how it should look like, right? You, you look at your job and you're saying, God, it should look like this. My finances in my life, it should look like this. The relationships with my family or, or people, it should look like this. But I don't know why it doesn't. And we, we are left with this question of, God, what, what is the next step that I have to take? And I'm painting a picture here for you in regards to vision because I know that some of you have dreams for your life. There are things that God has put inside of you 
that you want to see accomplished in your life. You want to see those things come to pass. You know, and maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have those dreams. I believe over the the next few months, as we go through the story of Nehemiah, that God is going to begin to speak to you and to reveal those things to you. I believe that if there is that picture, right, there's that picture of what God desires to, to accomplish in your life, that there's going to be clarity, that God is going to start to reveal things to you, steps that you can take to start seeing those things happen in your life. I've, I've recognized that vision is about discovering what God is doing in your life. Oftentimes, and, and this was my tendency, is I, I kind of want to write. If I can get a little bit of information from the Lord, I try to fill in the gaps, like Justin fills in the gaps for himself. And, uh, and I realized, you know, and I was reading through John um, chapter 5, and Jesus said this, he said, I tell you the truth, in verse 19, if you're taking notes, John 5, 19, it says, I tell you the truth, the Son of Man can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. Like Jesus just healed uh, a lame man, and he did it on the Sabbath. He was being pressed by the religious leaders, and they're asking him, you know, why did you do what you did? And he said, look, I only do what I see the Father doing. And that, it spoke to me. I felt the Lord say, you know what? You need to just do what I'm doing in your life. Because we, we kind of take our eyes off of Christ, and we start, like, looking around. And, and, and oftentimes we can look, well, but what about that person? What about what about's going on? They've got that going for them. You know, they're not struggling financially like I am. They're successful in their career. They have a great marriage. They have a great relationship. And, and, and you start eyeballing what God is doing in other places or what's happening in different places. And God is saying, get your eyes off of the people around you and start focusing on what God is trying to do right now and right here in your life. Because what God is doing over there isn't what God wants to do in you. You are unique. You have a unique personality. You are a unique person that God desires to use uniquely. That you're not going to be used like everybody else is used. And you have to get that in your spirit to know that God has a purpose and a plan for you. Success in accomplishing vision doesn't start with what God is doing somewhere else. It starts with our ability to hear the voice of God for what he's doing right here, right now in your life, and being obedient. It's hearing his voice. And can I tell you, that's the one thing that I've been growing in when it comes to to vision because I feel like God at times is gracious enough to reveal some of those big images, right? He gives you sort of this, this picture of what it could be or he drops something in your heart And then I just jump on it and I start filling in the gaps and I start doing it Justin's way or how Justin thinks that it's supposed to be done. And I realize that every time that I'm behind God and I finally start to see what God is doing, he he reveals something to me and then I kind of just want to, all right, cool, now let's do it. Let's jump in. And I kind of jump right in front of God and I jump into what I think should be done in order to see it accomplished and what I'm what I'm realizing and what, what I want you to realize is that you need to consistently stay behind the Lord. 
You got to stay behind what God is doing. And this kills me. Like it's the hardest, this is one of the hardest, this is me being transparent. One of the hardest things that I'm learning right now is when God speaks something to not just get like, because I get excited. I get excited when God speaks something because then I just want to, I want to start doing it immediately. But it, but then I got to realize, okay, that's only a part of it. God, continue to help me know. This is a relationship, right? It's a step-by-step-by-step process that God is desiring to take us through. So when you think about the dreams that God has put in your heart, you know, I, and I don't know what those are. You know what those are. You, you might want to be a writer. You might want to be a counselor. You might want to work in education. I, I don't know where your heart is. You might want to be in ministry. You might want to be in, in art or music. You know where you are. You know what God has put in you. You know some of the glimpses that God has given you. And so all of that, to, to, I'm saying all of that because everything sort of came to a head with this uh, vision accomplished with Nehemiah uh, two years ago. When we were doing prayer and fasting, which we will every, every year, January, we do prayer and fasting. So this January as well, um, we'll be kicking off the year with that. And it was during that time that I was in sort of that place for young adults specifically. God, what are, what are you doing? Like, what, what am I missing? Like, where are we going? And, and sort of, God, what is the direction? I, I, feel like, I feel like you spoke to me so clear. I remember when I first came... Um, to this church, and it was one of the, the, the first couple of weeks that I was here, and they were bringing me on full-time, um, uh, four young adults, and, um, and I, was, I was really praying about the young adults' ministry, and I remember having uh, this vision. God just gave me a, a vision of the sanctuary, the door, uh, the room next to this, and, uh, and I saw that room packed out, hundreds of, of young adults, and it was just a vision of them worshiping, just worshiping, but it was with fervor. And, and there were so many things that God was connecting to my spirit, things that he was speaking to me as I just kind of saw it happening. But there was, there was, it, was a, it was a community that was driven by, by encountering the Holy Spirit. It was a community that was, and, and again, like I said, all I really saw was just passionate worship. But what was being conveyed to my spirit was that this is going to be a community that operates in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is going to be a community that operates in the power of the Holy Spirit, that has eyes fixed on the lost, that has eyes fixed on those who do not know Jesus Christ, that has their eyes fixed on transforming people's lives. And I saw a, an influential community of people that were not focused inwardly, but were focused in power on those who needed the hope of Jesus Christ. And I know that this is, the, this is the humble beginnings of what God is going to do. And so as I was asking and as I was praying, God, like, where do we go? Like, you gave me this vision and, and I can't get away from what that end picture, what that end product, to me, like, that's the, that's the finished scooter, right? That's the picture that I can't get out of my head. That's what, what I feel like God placed in my heart. And, and so the question has always been, Lord, how do we get there? 
And I felt as I was praying, me and Judah were actually just, we were reading the story of Nehemiah. And uh, like he was like two or three or something like that. So we weren't like reading the story of Nehemiah. It was the little Bible, um, kids Bible app. So it had the little characters and stuff and the narrator. So it, but as we were reading it, I felt the Lord speak to me so strongly, like, if you get into the book of Nehemiah, I will show you the steps that you have to take in order to see this happen. And so you might be thinking, if you connected the dots here, that was two years ago. Like, what's your problem, bro? You know, that, like, obviously, right? It's two years. Can I just say that I've learned that God is more concerned about getting you in the right place um, than he is getting it done quickly. And for me, that's, that's what God's been really working on. I think I just, I'm not, I wasn't in the place that I needed to be in order to start moving it forward. But more than that, I didn't position myself the way that I needed to because it, it's not just a me thing. I, this ministry, and that's what, I, that's what I did wrong. It was a me thing. It was Justin Corkum coming in and taking care of almost everything. And Justin Corkum's only going to be able to reach a few people. I'm going to stop talking about myself in the third person now. I can only, I can only reach a, a few people. And what I realize is God has been working on me in leadership and helping me to recognize there is no way that you can accomplish this by yourself. And it took two years of God refining my heart, humbling me, getting me to a place to say, God, help me. Help me to raise up a team of people. And this is the, I'm staring at you guys. You are the team of people. You are the people that I need to rally around me. I can't do this on my own. Me and Steph, we can't bear this. God has big things, and there's no way that two people are going to be able to bear the weight of all that and to do it well. So we need you. We need you. We are a team. And that's what November and December, I really want these two months. Can we get together as we, we're going to talk about vision for our own lives? Absolutely, because I think it's important. I think that these are principles that don't just apply to, to young adults here at the church, but it applies to your life. But can we agree to come together and start dreaming for how we're going to reach this city? for how we're going to change the environment, how we're going to get to that place. And I believe as we go through these steps, and I think it, it took a while to get there, but I think that as we go through this together and we start dreaming big for what God desires to do, and you start thinking about how you're going to be a part of it, that as we get together and as we really team up, I think God's going to use this, this group powerfully. And I, I love, you know, there's a scripture in Zechariah that says, don't despise the days of humble beginnings. Look, I want, I want it to be <laughs> so much farther. Right? I don't want to be reaching so many more people. And that's just my heart. I could, just, <laughs> I could run a million miles ahead sometimes and for my own timeline. But I know. That now, God, is, I know it in my spirit that things are about to start moving, and we have to be ready. And so, sorry, I'm just, these are some of the things that God's really been speaking 
to me and to Steph over the past two years. And, uh, and things are really coming to a, to a head right now. And so we're excited about what God is doing. And so let's, let's dive in. Again, I don't want to preach for a million years, just maybe an hour. And uh, I want to talk about vision. The first thing that God put in my heart. And so after Judah and I were reading, I, I, I felt it so strong in my spirit. I was almost just going to say, hey, bud, you know what? Just go to bed. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Like, I got to go. <laughs> I got to read. And, uh, but we finished up, and I, I put him to bed, and, and I literally opened my Bible. And I'm, I'm telling you, I've not, I have not felt God reveal things or speak just things so quickly. It was as I was reading, it was just like principles jumping out of me. I mean, we're only talking about two verses today. And, and God just began speaking things, and, and I saw the sequence I saw the sequence, and you're going to start to see it over the next few weeks as we start diving in. But I, I begin to see the sequence of how this is going to work. And I believe that this is the sequence of what God wants to do in your life as well. These are principles that apply, I think, to almost any person's life. That if you apply them, you're going to start seeing, and really prayerfully put them into practice, you're going to start seeing God move in powerful ways. And so passion was the first thing. Vision begins with passion. As we dive into Nehemiah over the next two months, you are going to see that passion drove this man. That this was a man full of passion. And I would say that he only accomplished what he did for the Lord because of the passion that he had. He would have never had that vision to do what he did, and we'll talk about what he did in a second, but he would have never had the passion to do what he did if he, or the vision to do what he did if he didn't have the passion. And I think we can learn from that. You'll never have a successful vision for your life or accomplish that vision if you do not have passion. I mean, it's not rocket science, right? Think of some of the greatest leaders in history they were passionate. I think of Billy Graham. I think of Martin Luther King Jr. Like these types of individuals were passionate individuals. They communicated the message with passion. Everything about their lives was driven by passion. And it's that type of passion that's contagious that people can follow. Nobody's going to follow somebody who doesn't give a rip about what they're doing. Nonetheless, maybe even hates what they're doing. Nobody's going to follow that person. But if you can find something that God has put in you that you are passionate about, that you can contribute to, then God will bless it. You'll be excited and you'll begin to see people come around you because of that excitement. Passion is contagious. And I would say that passion is, is if you're looking at this house, right? You know, if we're building a house, passion is your foundation. you got to build on passion because everything else in the steps that we're talking about over the next few weeks if you're not passionate about it, it's going to fall. You're going to, it's just going to end up being left. So you need to have that passion to see success and vision. What I like and what I would encourage you to do is to begin to think about what you talk about. If you want, how do I know what I'm passionate about? I don't really know what I'm passionate about. Begin to monitor your speech because Matthew 12 says that whatever is in your heart determines what you say. And I know the, the context was a little different, but, but think about that statement. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. That if what you're talking about most, it, it gives, 
insight into what is in your heart. What is most important to you, right? So you know you can meet some of those guys that can talk about sports for pretty much 25 hours a day. And they won't, they won't stop. You can meet people that could talk politics till they're red in the face or blue in the face, whichever way you want to go. But the point of the matter is there are certain things that you can tell people are passionate about it because it's all they talk about. So the things that you talk about, monitor how you speak, what you talk about, the things that occupy your conversation, and it'll begin to reveal to you passions that, that might, you might not even be aware of. So that's, that's one of the, um, that's a tip I'll give you, is to really think about what occupies your conversation. It reveal, and you might even see, wow, okay, I didn't realize I was, I have a lot of focus on this in my life, and I didn't realize it. But take inventory. This is going to be a, a, this is going to be some time over the next few weeks of really taking inventory in our hearts and, and realigning ourselves with the Lord, because not every passion is worth pursuing. Not every passion is worth pursuing, and, and we, you got to get that in your spirit. I'm, I'm a passionate individual. Right, And so the, my downfall is I can be passionate about a lot of things. Talk to my wife. She'll let you know. There are plenty of times where she's like, you got to reel it in because you've got 14 or 15 things that you're passionate about right now, and you're splitting yourself 100 different ways. So focus. And so that's, that's me. That's, that's what I'm inclined to. So you have to make sure that you're pursuing the passion that's actually worth pursuing. So the question that comes from that is, how do I know? Well, I think this Example in, in, in the Bible, this individual and the principles we're pulling from his life, I, I, I really feel like this helps us to focus in on what passions uh, we are to, to dedicate ourselves to. And so, uh, if you will, Nehemiah chapter 1, probably the longest introduction in the history of my messages. Nehemiah chapter 1. These two principles that we're talking about in regards to passion. Imagine you could have giftings and abilities. So think about it now, right? Like literally, think about the giftings and abilities that you have. The things that you're inclined to. The things that you are excited about. The things that you have passion for. What we're talking about, these two things... I'll give you an example, right? So I love, I'm a designer. I love graphic design. I love art. That's a, that's a passion of mine, right? So that is a passion of mine, right? So what I'm talking about, if, if what we're talking about tonight is sort of um, the integrity of my passion for designing is dependent upon these two principles, right? The success of my designing is dependent upon these two principles. So you insert whatever passion that you know you have or whatever God's put in you. The success, the fulfillment for your life in, in pursuing those things is dependent upon these two principles that we talk about tonight in regards to passion. Does that make sense? So let's dive in. Nehemiah chapter 1, starting in verse 1. In late autumn, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Han and I, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about how the Jews uh, who had returned there from captivity were and about how things were going in Jerusalem. Can we just pray? Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for how you are going to speak through your word tonight. 
And God, I pray, Lord, that as we just get on your page, Father, that you would continue to help us. Lord, we want to stay behind you, God. We want to be led by you, Holy Spirit. And so, God, tonight we just give this evening to you. We give this message to you, and we ask God and direct us. Holy Spirit, speak to us from your word, that every word spoken would be from you. And we give you thanks for this in Jesus' name. Amen.